Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 and we're back. It is Brown Ambition Episode 8. Hey guys, what's up? It's Mandy. And it's Tiffany. And we're back, Mandy. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Yeah. I hope you did have a good weekend. It's October, it's fall. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I honestly I love the fall for the foliage. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't mind a crisp, kind of like slightly chilly, but I don't like cold, cold, cold. Well, I guess I can agree with that. This is the time of year, like our heat went on this weekend at our apartment. And I love the smell of the first heat of winter. Like, really? when it, yeah, I like the way the apartment, you can smell it come on. It kind of smells like, I don't know what it smells like, probably like chemicals and gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, it's cozy, except for at night, it gets so hot. We have radiators. We okay. have an old, old, oh, okay. old building. Okay. And they the radiators make noises and clank, you ha- clank, they, clank, they clank. hiss. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so freaking hot. Like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night in like a, a dead sweat. Like, I wear less clothes in winter to bed than I do in summertime. Like, honestly, I used to, so I used to work in this uh, building, which was um, a housing building, a.k.a. the projects in Newark. And so I never heard of Project Heat before. It's a real thing. So Project Heat is like, it's it's heat in like, you know, one of those high-rise buildings that's controlled by like, I guess, some sort of main system. So you don't have any control over your heat. Oh, I don't have control over mine either. Okay, so is that's that Project, Project Heat. Oh, you got Project <laughs> Heat! Look yeah. at you, Andy! Are I black. I don't pay project money. <laughs> no, no. I wish I was. <laughs> so anyway, it is so hot. Like literally in the winter time when I used to teach preschool, so our our preschool was in the the bottom of the building. We would have to like open like in the dead of winter our like windows and doors mm-hmm. because literally I would get sick because the heat was so hot. We crack Ooh. our windows. You could actually boil wa- like like the water that came out of the heater. You could actually boil an egg with just straight. I dry hot my water. clothes on it. Yeah, I do. Oh, Mandy, you have Project Heat. Oh, I'm gonna start calling it that. Yeah, you're getting browner and browner every day. I don't like not having control, <laughs> but yay, fall. <laughs> yes, all that to say, it's fall. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, what do we want to talk about for Buzzworthy? Buzzworthy this week, we have a lot of interesting oh, yeah. topics. Do you want to? Well, let's start. Well, let's start with this whole textbook controversy. Uh, so, obviously, people who win history tend to write history books yes um which means that a lot of i'm guessing probably old white men are writing our children's history mm-hmm. books and there is some recent controversy over a textbook that is in a caption of a photo describing the slave trade describes slaves as quote-unquote workers. workers can you imagine it says something like um it's like you see they're trying to show you kind of like the route that the slaves took by, I guess, by ship. Mm-hmm. And the caption says something like, this is the route that they brought over the workers from Africa to America. The workers. The I'm workers. like, oh, did the slaves know that they were workers? Did they get workers wages? Did they get benefits. I can't even believe. I mean, it just 
it's just so infuriating because it's very clear they're trying to rewrite history to make it seem like slavery wasn't that bad. I've heard that a lot from people down south, that that's kind of like the notion that it wasn't that bad. And I'm like, oh, so loss of freedom and life and choice and liberty is not that bad. Mm. What I love about it is that the chapter, this whole like this, this um, excerpt from the chapter was called out by one of the kids. It wasn't like his the kid's mother saw it and was like, listen, honey, no, this kid, so apparently his name is Kobe Burren. Uh, he's from Houston. So he was reading the textbook, saw this part, and texted his mother. He said with a text message, we was real hard workers, wasn't we? <laughs> I love Sarcasm. that. Sarcasm. Sarcasm, obviously. Yeah. And his mother, um, what's her name? Uh, Roni. So his mo- or Roni or Ronnie. So she's the one who kicked everything off. Once her son texted her, she put up this, um, she put up a post on Facebook mm-hmm. and I think a video too where yep. she calls out the textbook and now the company, yay, Black Power, uh, sh- the company is uh, renov- uh, renovating, <laughs> revising yeah. this page in the book. Which is like, why do we even have to say, call it what it is. These were not workers. These were stolen people. And they were abused beyond, like, I mean, even though people will say, like, oh, well, I've, I've actually read something like, oh, our slaves were happy and they wanted to be here. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, here's the thing. This is why it's really fucked up. They, this, <laughs> this is about, so the, I'm looking at the page of the book. It's, it's titled Patterns of Immigration. So when you immigrate to a country, it, that kind of insinuates that you want to be there. Yes, choice. By choice. Yes. So this is, yeah, in that context, it's even crazier that they're calling them, like, yes. African workers. Who yes. immigrated to America? Yeah, they weren't shackled and bound and put on slave ships and made to drown at sea and die and yeah. all this stuff. And mm-mm-mm. this is why we need more diverse textbook authors. Let's make a call yes. for if I don't know how do you even get a job as a textbook writer? I don't know. That must be the widest job in America. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's listening in the audience, like right now, like oh well, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think until I got to college, all my you know professors have to write books. I don't think I had a textbook written by a black until college mm. um, so, so yeah. yay public education yes and yay Kobe oh I wanted to talk about urban geeks this story okay, this, oh, is this isn't what it's called let me start it's called it. hood hood nerds no okay yeah, I, I screwed up, but we'll keep going. Yeah. Um, it's called Hood Nerds. Wait, is that what it's really called? It's called Hood Something. Remember I told you I didn't like the name? Hood, Hood. Wait, where is it at? Yes, it's called Hood Something. And I was just like, why does it have to be called Hood Smart? Hood Smart. So there's this new reality TV show. And listen, this is a – let's okay, so this is a huge step forward away from, like, Kardashians and, like, people who dating naked and, like, in the wilderness naked. Just stupid reality TV. Naked. Everyone's butt-ass naked at all times. <laughs> There's a new show called Hood Smart, the Urban Stemulus Project. Mm-hmm. STEM, of course, is for science, technology, engineering, and yeah. math. Mm-hmm. I, okay, got that right. Yep. Yay. And this is featuring how, how many black teenagers? Okay. Fifteen teenagers. Yep, living in a house. Living in a house for eight weeks. Um, and they are competing. S- competing in all these STEM-related competitions. Mm-hmm. And they this headline says urban kids, which is kind of stupid. but Code for black. Black brown, kids. They're yeah. from black communities. And it's just nice to see... First of all, we all know that black um, black men and black women just aren't as prevalent in STEM fields, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to it's nice to that all these kids are getting attention. And there's there's a push for it, which is nice. Like they're like I live in New Jersey and um, NGIT, which is New Jersey Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. They actually have a STEM program just, like just for girls that starts in fourth grade in the summertime, and it's free. 
So I'm totally going to sign up Supergirl, who is super Superman, my boyfriend. He has a, a nine-year-old daughter. So I was like, ooh, yes. She just turned nine, like, two days ago. And I'm like, ooh, Supergirl's totally going to sign up for STEM. Because I want her to, like, you know, know that she can be good. She's really artistic, you know, but I want her to also know you're really smart and you can do everything you know so there's that there's that group called black girls who code yeah that's also supporting young black and women uh, women people (laughs) women in tech (laughs) you women folk you women folk (laughs) um i think that's exciting and it's it's great that it's a television show Mm -hmm. because that's what that's what kids are looking at and when they see kids like themselves exactly doing this and not just like i don't know what other reality tv show like skateboarding or like what is it 16 and pregnant that's a big teenage show it's nice to see that example set so and honestly uh, we say so often, and you re- you hear so many studies, read so many studies about how education is the most important tool mm-hmm. to lift you out of poverty. And let's be honest, minorities are more likely to be poor. Yeah. But it's also what you study that matters. Exactly. And you have to teach these lessons that, like, if you want to get a good career, you have to study a certain thing. A certain thing. And, of course, I'm speaking from someone who studied journalism, uh-huh. which isn't always the most lucrative. But um, you should study something that's going to get you a, a living, a livable wage yes. and really help you lift yourself out of poverty. I didn't understand that until my dad told me. Like, I remember I wanted to go into school and study psychology or sociology and he was like no and he was like that is like the typical brown woman like like um I forget what he said he didn't say it that nice um but basically he was like every black girl does that and I was like no daddy I'm gonna do it he was like okay then you pay for college and I was like okay daddy what do you want me to do and I just remember being so mad at him and now that I kind of take a step back and I'm older I see what he meant in a way. He just basically meant that. Because I knew I wanted to live a life of service. And he was like, but if you choose certain majors, it puts you in. So many of my friends who went to school for sociology, psychology, and are social workers are not making enough. To contribute. Exactly. Yeah. And so the because I chose, I think I chose like business and marketing, something random. And But through my business, it's almost like I do social work through my business. So I'm able to still do what I, I initially intended, but in a way that one is lucrative and I'm a, I'm also able to affect way more um, women than I would have in maybe like a smaller capacity. And not to say you shouldn't go to school for social work or psychology, but that you just have to know that the major you choose really is going to help order your steps for the rest of your life. And that's why it's important too, just real quick to have mentors because mm-hmm. I, I was the first person in my family to go to college, my immediately my immediate family. And I didn't have anyone sitting me down and telling me, like, how to pick a major or, mm-hmm. like, how to plan my career. And I think if I'd had someone to to give me that information, I would have been. Used, been able to use it, yeah. you know, and, and have that knowledge. So I think mentorship's really important. Yeah. So it's brown break, brown break. What brown you gonna break. do? I like to go low. <laughs> so I'll take the high. I'm the soprano. Brown, brown break. break. Clearly, me and Mandy <laughs> did not go to school for singing. <laughs> but I thought it sounded really good. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are you breaking from, Mandy? My brown break this week is for a collective group of people who have somehow proliferated all these lies about Planned Parenthood. Mm. 
I don't know if you've been watching or paying attention to the news, but there was this um, anti-abortion group which did a sting, quote unquote, operation and tried to catch Planned Parenthood workers admitting that they use fetal tissue and sell it for research purposes. Uh-huh. And it was this big whole controversy and it's all led to this huge Republican left, uh, sorry, right wing conservative movement to defund Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. because and this lie that they're spreading is that Planned Parenthood gives abortions and sells dead babies for science. And that's what they're doing, which is such a total bullshit lie on several fronts. For one thing, federal dollars that Planned Parenthood gets um, do not go toward abortions. They cannot. The majority of Planned Parenthood's work is contraception. Mm -hmm. um, And like it says, Planned Parenthood. I used to go to Planned Parenthood. A lot of women do. And they don't just do abortions. The majority of the work is contraceptive, um, whale women visits, some Mm -hmm. women who can't afford to go to a fancy gynecologist. Me. Right. In college, that's where I used to go because I was like, I didn't want to tell my mom I was sexually active. That's why I I went for birth control my first time. mm -hmm, I used to go for birth control. I used to go for like just checkups and be like, all right, I'm good. Like if I had like any questions, I would go there. And I didn't come from like my family you know we definitely were not well off but I probably could have afforded something different but also too just being young I was like I don't want to tell my mom I'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) mom I wasn't I was a virgin till I was 40 my mom was like counting down the days like is it yeah still not okay Oh, really? Is that, a di- corner. is that a, is that like a cultural thing, you think? I don't know. I think I was just so chronically single. I think she was just like, come on, Mandy, like, get it to something. <laughs> My parents were like, you should be a virgin until you get married. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. What? But the- um, so that's one of the lies. Okay, so let's just dispel that myth. Okay. Most of the work they do is not for abortions. The abortions they do do um, do not use federal dollars. Okay. So defunding Planned Parenthood will not actually take away from the abortion exactly. work they do. Um, and this is and so all this call to defund them had led to a congressional hearing and they had the CEO of Planned Parenthood come to Capitol Hill to sit for this hearing. And it's supposed to be a conversation and it's supposed to be truth telling. However, Republicans use this as basically a platform to just yell things at her <sighs> and use lies. At one point, this idiot congressman, I'm going to find his name in a second so I can just call him out. He pulls up this chart and tells Cecile Richards this chart is showing that as um, the rate of abortions at Planned Parenthood goes up, the rate of contraceptions given goes down. And Cecile's, this is an excellent clip. I'm going to put it on our website. Cecile is saying, like, I've never seen this chart before. And then she looks to her left and she's like, actually, my lawyers just told me this chart was furnished by an anti-abortion group. You should check your sources. Wow. And his face is like, because <laughs> like, how do you and those and you know what? But so many people will have just yeah. listened to that and cut off at where he's like that gotcha moment. Yeah. And they wouldn't hear that this is a lie because yeah. people just want to hear what they want to believe. Yeah. And that's and, really what it is. People are going to I had to learn that like when the whole like um, Trayvon Martin, all these things were happening. Like, you know, because I my friends are people who basically have similar belief systems. So it was like, I felt like, oh, the sentiment's kind of the same. And then I would have maybe like a one-off friend that wasn't part of my normal social circle. And they would tell me what the sentiments were going on in their timeline. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. But then you realize like, oh, so like people literally, like your timeline and what you're experiencing, what you're seeing, really is just a direct reflection of what you want to see and experience. And so you curate your life basically, which, you know, that's just normal, you know, no judgment. But it's just being careful not to get so 
safe in that life that you've curated to see that there are other opinions out there that are that are just as valid as yours. That's why it's important to vote. And that's why so many people don't vote because yeah. they especially people like I don't know, I'm, I'm not I don't know your beliefs, but like I'm pretty moderate and so I don't I'm not extremely conservative, I'm not extremely liberal. So, and the people who are winning these elections are the ones like the Trumps of the world. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Extremists. The ones who tap into these like baser instincts, mm-hmm. you know, xenophobia and racism and in these com- really really extreme left or rightist and, and leftist groups and those are the ones who go out and vote because they get so upset by what's yeah. happening. And we need to, as moderates, if you're moderate out there, you kind of feel complacent. You need yeah. to remember it's so important to vote because look at how Trump's doing in the polls. Yeah, which like, is really that's scary. Disgusting. Yeah, it is. Ugh, don't even get me started yeah. on that. So we, already had a brown, we, we had a brown break on Trump, and yet he brought him up. I think Mandy should be in the box. Sorry. The brown box. Sorry, I can't. He's ubiquitous. <laughs> but I'm wearing I'm wearing pink today for Planned Parenthood, and there's a hashtag, um, I, stand, I stand with PP. Oh. which is for Planned Parenthood. And it's just been really great to see. There was all these rallies the day of the hearing out in support of Planned Parenthood. And um, I just, you, we just have to keep spreading these truths. Yes. You know, spread the truth. When you're, For every post you see on your timeline of people spreading lies about Planned Parenthood or issues of abortion, write, you know, go to, go to any website, factcheck.org, and just put some facts up there to just to, like, counter it. Yeah. So my brand break, it's not quite as heavy. My brown oh, break. Oh, had you not gone yet? No. Okay. <laughs> <My> Sorry. <brown laughs> I feel like I just sucked all the air out of the room. <laughs> my brown break is, I want a brown break from blackface. So. Fair enough. How, Halloween is coming up. Tis the season for blackface. Tis the season for this foolishness. Mm-hmm. So there's always one misinformed gentleman or a young woman. Last year it was Julianne Huff. Yes. And oh Paula. Well Paula Dean, first of all, she wasn't Halloween. She wasn't Halloween. I don't know. Did you see where she like dressed up? It wasn't even it was brown face. She dressed up as um Lucy and Rick, no Ricky Ricardo. Her son was like with dark, dark uh, brown makeup. Whatever. Paula Dean and I have just so many more issues besides the whole I use butter for everything and mm-hmm. I think she's killing people slowly with her recipes. And anyway, and her oppressive racism. Anyway, so um, blackface, it's not appropriate ever. People who are not brown, please do not don blackface. You don't have to. You don't. I mean, I don't know why people think like every year something comes out, like it'll be a frat house, sorority house, and then they'll post a picture of like, you know, black paste on their face and big red lips, and then they get bashed. And yet, and still every single year, some fool will say, you know what I want to do? I want to just be as racist as possible mm-hmm. and post a picture of it, and it's going to be hilarious. It's not. We're going to drag you. See, the good thing is black Twitter is a real thing, and it's vicious. They will please, drag you. please post a picture. Yes. Please black, do. They will drag you for days, hours, years. <laughs> we dare you. Post will, a picture. I will take a nap and wake up, and black Twitter will still be dragging you. <laughs> God, yes. I, I'm going to make a prediction. I think that this year's blackface snafu is going to be someone dressing up as Laverne Cox. Okay. I think that'll be the thing. No, I think it's going to be um, a Rachel Dolezal. Someone's definitely going to. But gonna... isn't that, a, see, I feel like Rachel, so I saw a costume for Rachel Dolezal. She's obviously, she's the white woman from who worked for the NAACP. Who and passing as turned, black. Yeah, was faking as if she was black. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a costume this year. But I feel like if you want to do black, if you've ever thought about doing like a brown face, black face costume, this is your chance. Because you can like, that's the whole point is that she was like tanning herself. Listen to men if you want to. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe gonna get you dragged. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, if you're a white woman, you want to do Rachel Dolezal, just put like some bronzer on. I think that's li- I think that's accurate. Okay, 
I'm telling you what? right now. You don't think that's okay? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, but I always feel like people just don't know how far to take it. Mm-hmm. So it's just best to err on the side of caution. Okay, maybe like, don't. You know, like, if you on. look in the mirror and you think to yourself, mm, I might get dragged for this, turn around and say, Mandy, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, like I said, you might do Rachel Dolezal without, you know, going too far with it. Because, I mean, I think, honestly, that's a funny costume. Mm-hmm. So, you did know, you see SNL? This past SNL, they did a oh, they did an amazing Rachel Dolezal no, impression. Oh, I missed but the who now they her. Think, um, Vanessa Bear, okay, who I love. Um, she's the redhead. She also does the funny Jewish kid, bat mitzvah dude, whatever his name is. <laughs> so, but she did not do brown face. Now that I remember it, but she see? had the curly black hair. Just see? reference her if you want to do a tasteful Rachel Dolezal. Yes. Just and, and honestly, remember you told me that Ellen did uh, Nicki Minaj, right? And she didn't put on blackface or brown. It's possible. We'll we'll know who you are. We'll know. We'll know. You don't have to don, you know, black lacquer on your face and think that that's funny. Anyway, that was like a brown break slash tip. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of tips, is it time for tips, tips, tips? Are we going to do tips first or wins? No, I like to end with wins. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with tips. So this week, um, this is a topic that will never get old. Never. You can never never answer enough questions or say the same Mm -hmm. things enough times, but people always want to know, how do I improve my credit score? So me and Mandy are going to give you a few tips a piece. We'll go back and forth. I have I have some very um, just like logistical. You can find this. This is a pie chart that I turn to every time someone asks me about their credit score. Mm-hmm. It's on myfico.com. There is a pie chart. It, show, it shows you exactly what goes into your credit score. Uh-huh. And the most important thing, which people take for granted, is on-time payments. Yes. That is 35% yes. of your FICO score. Yep. So if your score is lowered, if you've missed a payment, the most important thing you can do is if the payment is missed an error, like if you actually didn't make a, miss a payment, you have to get that taken off your credit mm-hmm. report. Um, so go file a dispute at all three credit bureaus. It's, it sucks, but you have to do it at every single one. Get that taken off your report. I guarantee your score will go up. And don't dispute online. Don't dispute online? No. I've done that online. So you have to be careful. So I found out from a friend of mine who's like, I don't know, he does like credit stuff for a living, right? Mm-hmm. And he says that Disputing online, it's very tricky because sometimes there's like you know how like they have that little like waiver box, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's like the the wording by that little waiver box says basically that you cannot redispute. That basically by checking this box and disputing online, it's not for all of them. It'll say something like you know that you are agreeing to whatever the decision is made. So you want to be careful about disputing online because you don't want to waive away your rights and say because you like let's just say they're like Mandy, you were late, and Mandy says no, I wasn't, and she writes a letter or faxes a letter and. So Mandy can redispute and say, no, I was not. Hmm. But if she clicks that box by mistake or fails to read the fine print and it's there, then it's like, well, technically, Mandy, you've already waved away your right. So, no, you were late. I yes. didn't know that. That's so a good just, one. Yeah, just be careful about disputing online. I guess use your judgment. Yeah. Um, I've, I've successfully disputed stuff. I would say just make sure that you're in the right. I mean, yeah. if it's like a, if you feel like this is absolutely it's going to be hard for them to prove this is clearly an error, uh-huh. then go ahead and dispute online. Yeah. It's easier. It sucks to – I mean – yeah, anyway. Um, so Another my... one. So 30% of your score, so 35 is like on-time payments, and mm-hmm. 30%, so to me this is like the hidden little secret that people don't tell you. It's like um, your utilization. That's like the big buzzword right now. Yes. Yeah, so describe utilization. I feel like people don't get it. So utilization now. basically is how much of the credit that it has been extended to you are you actually using, meaning like you have a credit card, it's $100 a limit, and you're using 
uh, $50 of the $100 that has been extended. So your utilization is 50%, which is too high. The magic number for utilization is 30% yes. or less, I've read. Although I always say 10% or less just yep. to be safe. 10% is like really ideal. 30, you should consider 30 your max. That's totally. what a credit person told me. They were like, 30 is your max. So if you have a $100 limit, then you should not be swiping more than $30 at a time Should be like that you should have on that card. Well, basically, you take up all the credit cards you have, mm -hmm. all the available limits. Let's say it adds up to 10000 That means across all your cards, you should have less than $3,000. That's the basic way of explaining mm -hmm. it. I just, I told my little brother, he recently got his first, one of his first credit cards. I said, your limit is fake. Yeah. You need to tell yourself your limit is 30% of yes. whatever the actual. That's actually a really good way to think about yeah. it. That's what I do for myself. And um, so that's a really important thing to do. What's some more? Oh, one of my friends, this is a myth. I don't know how this myth keeps going on okay. and on, but I hear this again and again. My friend got it. He had pretty bad credit and then he got approved for a credit card. He's like, oh, Mandy, I got approved. It's a $2,000 limit. It's awesome. I've already charged $1,600. Isn't that great? I'm what? like, why is that a good thing? You're way almost maxed out. Yeah. He's like, oh, but isn't it good to like keep charging? No. And, no. You know who's selling that lie? We know. Credit card companies? Yes. Yes. With their, with, especially with those, I hate these offers. Unless you, okay, so this is a good thing and a bad thing. These like bonus, if mm -hmm. you spend $4,000, we'll give you $100 free. Like, but you have to spend $4,000 mm -hmm. first. Well, I guess the more like, realistic example is like spend 500 and get 50 bucks free or something like that. Mm -hmm. Unless you have that money and you can pay it off right away, yep. it's not worth it. Yeah. Don't do it. Because all you're going to end up doing is carrying a balance. And, and then that interest, that $50, you're going to have to pay an in interest anyway. Yes. So, so. That do not do not charge more than you can afford to pay off every month. Every month, every honestly, month. that's the magic make your credit score jump like Jordan trick. That if you can pay off your cre credit card every month in full, it doesn't matter if it's eight dollars. People don't realize it's not about the amount; it's the habit that they're really recording. So it could be eight thousand dollars a month. It could be eight dollars a month, but it really helps to strengthen your credit score. If you want to strengthen your credit, and this is what a lot of actually parents will do for their kids. Didn't mm -hmm. your dad do this? Yes. They open up a credit card for you and just charge one small bill. Yep, and then you pay it off every month, and that's a good way to. And well, if you have a if you have a credit card that you, it's old, it's one of your older credit cards, mm -hmm. and it's good to have old credit yes. cards on your account, and you want to keep it active, just you know, charge your light bill or your seamless. I, I always say like it. um Netflix, you know, right. So like, and then automate it. Like, leave that card home. Netflix charges eight dollars a month, and have your your bank account pay off eight dollars a month, like an automated circle that you're not even a part of, and that card just stays home. Or like my what my a lot of parents do, which is smart too, is that you can add your kid on as an authorized user and not give them a card so you can inherit the good behavior from that card right so that's another thing that a lot of parents are like oh you're going off to college no card for you <laughs> but I will definitely start to grow your credit score as you're away at school so that way when you finish school you actually have you know a decent amount of credit history and a strong enough score so you can move out so I'm looking at this FICO score uh, chart and again the FICO score is the one that all of the lenders mostly use. Mm -hmm. There are these there's these websites that are awesome where you can track your credit score and get your credit report for free. Credit Karma, mm -hmm. Credit.com, Credit Sesame, Credit Sesame, Quizzle. These are great websites to monitor your credit, but your FICO score is what people are really looking at. Mm -hmm. So we're, I'm looking at it right now and like we said payment history that's your number of on-time payments that's 35% of your score. Mm -hmm. The next one is how much you owe. We talked about utilization. utilization. Mm -hmm. So that's 30% of your score and right there that's 65% of your score. Yep. If you pay on time and keep your balances below 30% of how much you can actually charge, you're already golden. Yep. 
After that, it's little things. It's the mix of credit you have. That means not just having like having all credit cards, like especially having a bunch of like store credit cards does not look good. Does not look good. They like to see like it's almost like they like to see, oh, she's got experience. She's got a a mortgage and a credit card and a student loan. So Mm -hmm. like she's like someone who has experience in different types of lending and borrowing. An auto. Yeah, like exactly. Perfectly said. Um, next is length of credit history. Mm-hmm. This is fifteen percent, and we just we mentioned that that's how old your credit is. I have a credit card that has a really stinking high interest rate from Bank of America that mm-hmm. I got. Me too. Do you? Okay. Boa got you too. Yep. They got they came to my college campus. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and I fell hook, line, and sinker. It's like I don't know. It was a three hundred dollar limit when I first got it, mm-hmm. and I would max that baby out every <laughs> like I don't know. It was just, it was I was constantly like paying off ten dollars and then charging like lunch and mm-hmm. then just keeping it at three hundred. But um, so I I paid it off. Finally, got my act together, and I just charge I charge like one thing every once my gym membership I yeah. think on that card. And you don't want to cancel. The only reason I I tell people yeah it's okay to cancel an older account is if there's a crazy high yeah, annual fee. Annual fee. You don't want to have to pay an annual fee, but keeping that old credit card open will really help you with length of credit history because basically it's like that they don't want if you are a new borrower it's like being a new driver a new driver is a bad driver because you don't have experience Mm -hmm. you know and so you don't want to say like you know the difference between saying oh I got my license yesterday and I've never been an accident is different from saying I got my license 10 years ago and I've never been an accident exactly yeah so keep your keep basically your experience on the books Precisely. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, 10% of your score is how much new credit you take out. Yes. Um, they're called they're called hard inquiries. Yes. Whenever you go to a store, you go to the Gap, and they're like, do you want to get a Gap card? And then what you What they're really say saying yes. is, you want to you lose some points right, right quick? Yeah. <laughs> you know you could lose up to like 30 points? Really? I believe it. But it depends if you keep getting repeated like store cards, like up to 30. That's ridiculous. Once, I mean, if you can manage it, honestly, if you shop at the Gap, you have kids and you know you're going to go to the Gap or wherever, Old Navy for their clothes and you need that discount and you can manage it, then okay. But don't go and get three more stores. Don't yeah. go to the mall and like from ever, get a Forever 21 card or yeah. <laughs> my sister. I'm not going to call her out. Anyway, whatever. Skip over that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just backtracked. <laughs> Oh, this girl, God. you know, she's getting married. I can't, I can't, I can't call her out like that. But lots of people get at store credit cards, and they get you with that, with that, you know, twenty percent off today. Yes. But then they're going to charge you twenty percent interest. Yes. I mean, as a minimum. As a minimum. Minimum. Store cards are typically like what twenty five. My Kohl's credit card is twenty three percent. Wow. And I have great credit. That's crazy. They won't lower it. I call them to ask them to lower it. They don't lower it. That's what store, store cards make their money off of that. Honestly, it just doesn't make sense. If you can't buy the shirt now, don't get the shirt. And the good thing is they have really brought back um, layaway. Remember layaway? My mother used to yeah, live layaway. on layaway. <laughs> it's five kids. My mom and dad had five kids. So, I mean, layaway was like the jam. Right. And so I just remember like sometimes going with her to Bradley's. That was Target before Target for you youngins out there. And we would go to Bradley's sometimes literally just to put some money down. Like, oh, baby, I got to go, go to Bradley's real quick. Put some money down on your school clothes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> layaway. Yeah, yeah, Walmart sold a Kmart does layaway. Yes. Sometimes there's some fees, I feel like. So always check the fine yes. print. But I believe like Kmart's layaway, I don't think that there are any fees, which oh, really? is awesome. Basically, compare them. Yeah. There's always good sites you can yeah. compare layaways for. Um, so that's, that's the tips. bulk of credit tips. Mm-hmm. I know you guys probably have some weird qu- credit questions. We haven't even gotten into like balance transfers yeah. or debt consolidation. What to do if like your boyfriend's credit sucks and you guys are moving in together. Mm-hmm. We'd love to, you know, if you guys have questions, email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at, at the the BA podcast. We should have them written on cards because we can, like always pause. And what is wait what? And on Facebook, Brown Ambition. Yeah, join the Facebook group. 
we post way more than what we talk about on air yeah. on the Facebook group. It's been it's becoming a really fun place it for is. people to share and like get involved in what we talk about. Yeah, so that was good. I like those tips. Tips done. Moving on to wins of the week. Yes. So we're ending on a high note here. Yes. So I really want to shout out my girl, my buddy. Mine too, mine too. Oh, yeah. Her but name. yours first. Right? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha Horton Barnes. You, lady, are amazing. You is smart. You is intelligent. No, honestly, Marsha. So Marsha is a friend of Mandy's and I's, and she started this amazing initiative called the Finance Bar, which is a mobile hub. She took a school bus, and she renovated it, and it's so cute. And she basically drives around Charlotte and surrounding areas and brings financial education to schools. Um, I think she like, has done homeless shelters and basically the places that people would normally not get uh, financial education. And if you've ever met Marcia, she is just like the sweetest and just the dopest. And just to see her get her recognition. So she was on the front page of Yahoo Finance not too long ago, thanks to Mandy. Yeah, you guys should go. Ch- if you want to see the bus, go check out my story on Yahoo Finance, finance.yahoo.com, or just Google it, or sorry, Yahoo search it. Yeah, just <laughs> Marsha for- Barnes. Barnes, because you have, you did a whole video interview with her, and you get to yes. see the entire interior of the uh, bus. It's so, so cute. cute. So we all, for FinCon, for those of you who remember us talking about FinCon. They're the like, fin- FinCon again, I Jesus. Know. The financial get bloggers. So we all Two went- weeks ago. <laughs> so we all went down to FinCon in Charlotte and Marsha's in Charlotte. So we all kind of went, took pictures by the bus. It's just even better in person. And honestly, she's just such a dope, cool, chill chick. And I just want to say congratulations, Marsha. Because I remember, so I met Marsha maybe like two years ago. She reached out to me on social media. It was like, oh, I love what you're doing, dope chick. And I'm like, well, you too, dope chick. (laughs) And she's like, we should form a group. And so we formed a super group called the Frugal Fab Five. It was five brown girls who believed in teaching financial education, and Marsha kind of brought us together. And although we don't like tour and stuff like we used to, tour. She, I know. I know you're going to laugh <laughs> at that. We all were like Destiny's Child. <laughs> we <outfits. laughs> And But honestly, no, we used to like travel all over and teach financial education together. But still, we're all super supportive. And Marsha was just on NPR. I mean, LearnVest. I mean, she has been all over. I think ABC News did like this like whole story on her. And just to see her kind of get like the limelight shine on her, because Marsha's not really like a limelight girl. But I just love to see like, you know, that she's shining bright as she ought to. The best, and we have to, I have to, I think the most interesting thing for me learning more about her story when I when I covered it for Yahoo was that she invested all of her own money into this, mm. all of her savings, and she really threw her life into it and took a huge gamble. And it's only been around for what, this will be a year in November. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just really want to support her. She just got her status as 501c3 mm-hmm. nonprofit status approved, which means she can now take do- donations yes. and grants. So go check out her website, thefinancebar.com, yes. and donate. You can join her virtual members club. Yes, it's only, only $10 a month, and she has weekly or monthly webinars. Yeah. And financial education tools. There's an app. It's so it's so it's amazing. Yeah, she's just amazing, honestly. Yay, Marsha. I know. Yay. I can just see Marsha be like, oh, baby, stay because Marsha's Southern. Well, she's so cute. She's gonna be like, oh, Tiff. I just love you, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> 
So who's your win? My win this week, because I've struggled with my weight probably my entire life. I come from a family. My dad used to own a soul food restaurant. Ooh, yes. Probably like half of my dad's family has suffered from some some form of like diabetes or weight related. Did you say diabetes? Diabetes. They got the sugar. <laughs> they got the sugar. <laughs> it's sad. It's funny, but so sad. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had family members who have died from complications from mm. diabetes and it's and I was very overweight as a child and I struggled with weight my whole life, yada 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 yada. So I wanna call out for my win of the week, Shonda Rhimes. Hey, who Shonda. we already like as if I could love her anymore or like respect her anymore. She um basically owns Thursday night television with three mm-hmm. shows. She's a badass showrunner. Like one of the only black female showrunners that has all these shows on television right now. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, she managed to lose 117 pounds. Go ahead, Shonda. In the last one or two years. And I it happens, I, I just saw her in a magazine cover, I think it was Entertainment Weekly, and mm-hmm. I was like, what is, what? how did she do that? I was convinced she had had like gastric bypass mm-hmm. or lap band surgery or something, but she exercised and she ate right. And I just want to give her all the brown break brilliance points for this week and really encourage her because I know that it's this fight is not a one and done thing. No. Like those 117 pounds, like you, you have you, to work to keep them off. Uh, listen, like I have I've dropped 40 pounds and it take me six months to lose it. It'll take me a week to lose to gain it back. Dang. It is like the constant struggle, especially when it's in your genes. And people often when you see someone who's overweight, you're you tend to think, oh, well, they're just lazy and fat. They just don't eat right. Mm-hmm. But there's real, like, biological factors that can contribute. Yeah. There was just a study out last week or this week that said that for millennials, we can eat the same stuff that people ate in the 80s. Yep. But something has changed. In the food. In the, the food or whatever it. we're in, like, all the chemicals we're in or whatever that are making making it harder to lose weight. Yeah, because Lord so, knows I have put on about 20 pounds since me and Superman have gotten together. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, nothing fits. My behind is, like, growing to magnanimous portions. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. The struggle is real. And yes. you want to, I mean, obviously, like, I am, you have to be realistic. Like, I know I have thighs for days, and they are never <laughs> going to go away no matter what I do. But um, you, you want to be your best away. self. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like, I want to be realistic about what your body should look yes. like and being a healthy version of yourself. Yes. That's what's important. And it took me a long time to learn that. I I used to beat myself up a lot when I was a kid. About wanting to be, um, like, super skinny. Yeah, about, you know, wanting to have, like, yeah, exactly, a beautiful Britney Spears-sized bottom okay. and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, like, that's never going to happen. You know what's so crazy? I remember, like, I, I was super, super, I was abnormally skinny as a kid, like, so much so that, like, they used to take me to the doctor to say, like, what's wrong with her? Hmm. And they were just like, nothing. She just bones. Because I wasn't a big eater. And then I, um, but I always had, like, this little bubble butt. Like, it was, like, one of these butts that was so random because you're, like, so skinny. They're like, wait. You turn around and say, what in the world's going on back there? <laughs> and I remember I was on the tennis team. So I went to, like, an almost all-white high school, a few little browns here and there. And I was on the tennis team, and I was wearing a tennis skirt. And so my skirt is, like, you know, like, you know, tennis skirts are, like, mid-thigh in the back. And it was, like, grazing the bottom of my behind in the in, or mid-thigh in the front. And in the back, it was, like, up, hiked up. And so I remember the girls from the tennis team, they're like, Tiffany, pulling down my skirt one day. They're like, your skirt's up in there. Oh, what shit. is that? Like, trying to wear a skirt as a, yeah. with a girl with a butt. Especially, like, a, a little skirt. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my booty. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I wore this skirt today, and I'm pulling it down the back. You have to buy a size bigger. You have to get yes. it tailored. Yeah, because oh. then your, your, your thigh and your booty is one thing, and then your waist. You're like, oh, I'm a six in the waist, and I'm a 14 in thigh. <laughs> <laughs> it, lo- it always looks good in the front, but then you turn around in the profile, and 
and then it's like shorter yeah, in the back. Yeah, but you know what I've learned yeah. though? I've learned like my silhouette, like, because I have like, I don't really have much of a bust. So, so I learned that like, you know, like I do the dresses that kind of are like snatched, like fit and flare. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. It works really good for my body side. Like, okay, fit and then kind of like flare out. But, and honestly, like I've put on like way more weight, but I was looking at myself the other day and I was like, you know what, Tiffany? I love your shape. I don't, you know, I know I'm not skinny like I used to be anymore, but I don't, I don't want to just want to be healthy and fit and, and firm. So I've been going back to the gym for that, not necessarily to lose weight. Like I was originally like, I want to get back skinny. And I'm like, why? Jarrell's mm-hmm. like, why? Ooh, I mean, Superman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Unhear that. He's not going to listen to Brown Ambition anymore. <laughs> I mean, or he'll say he will, but then he won't mention this. Won't be like, you didn't listen. <laughs> so, yeah, Superman is like, what? What? You know, the men's love it. They're like, yes, Mandy, keep well, that weight. I know. I, know. <laughs> I am dating a Dominican. Yeah, so, so you already know he's like, out. more rice and beans for you. <laughs> you love yourself, and then you find someone else who also loves exactly. you. Exactly. So, yay, Shonda Rhimes. Yay. Oh, and just a quick shout out my dad lost like 100 pounds really? this past year. Yes. He had gastric bypass surgery. Okay. And I'm proud of him because, like I said, even if you get gastric bypass surgery, that is not a Band-Aid. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like a one-and-done fix. You have to really – you can stretch your stomach back out. I have, I have had that. family members who have lost the weight, gotten the surgery, gone through all that hell, and then put on double what they weighed wow. before. Because it's a lifestyle thing. And I'm I'm proud of my dad. He's always texting me photos of, like, the soup and, like, the salads he's making. Okay, and good. Chopping up his, his – uh, oh, my God, he sent me that. This had to be the most southern, like, ghetto photo my dad's ever sent me. He, so he, one of his friends brought him, um, had just harvested her garden or whatever. She had a bunch of um, turnip greens. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, all these greens. And I washed them. Look at this way I washed them. He, t- he texted me a photo of all the greens in his washing machine. No, he did Like his, his laundry machine. Yes, that's how he washed his greens. And he just <laughs> could not, he could not understand why I didn't understand why he did that. Oh, Papa Woodruff. He's never going to find a wife. <laughs> oh, you never know. He doesn't want one, but. Well, there you go. Oh, well. That's my dad for you. So, yay. Yay, Daddy. Yay, Shonda Rhimes. And yay, Marsha Barnes. Yes. And please, please, please stay in contact with me and Mandy at the Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. Brown Ambition on Facebook. And at the BA Podcast on Twitter. So many of you guys have been sending us such lovely tweets and like DMs. Yeah. But, and we love to hear how you guys feel about us. But can we just please ask that maybe you share us a nice review on iTunes and Ooh, let, yes, let everybody know how much you love yes, us? Please. Because that's what, honestly, like if you look kind of like in our category career and business, there's not too many brown faces. There's like zero. Mm-hmm, it so. was basically us. So we want to encourage other people when they see our brown faces to join the whole podcast movement and, you you know, start their own so reviews really 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 help and just keep keep sending them so emails are nice so are tweets but please leave us reviews yes. and send us a screenshot because we are going to be announcing the winner of our itunes review giveaway in a couple of weeks and we'd love to have more people to pick from so yes. leave us some reviews all right well this has been lovely as usual mandy mandy looks so pretty today gal she's got like her hair all done up i did my bantu knots two strand twists and bantu oh so you were busy last night oh my god i know she's got like a cute outfit i was like where are you going meanwhile i have on like tights and like a big shirt Alyssa was like i mean supergirl i'm a mess anyway (laughs) (laughs) she was like where you like i have like red uh chucks on um converse they, they, my family told me before I left, you look like Punky Brewster. Some of y'all youngins don't even know what Punky Brewster is. Google it. I and, know about Punky. Oh, well, yeah, but you're like... Soledad, in, Moon Fry, whatever her oh, name yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So I look very, like, 12 years old, and Mandy looks like a very sophisticated lady. All right, stop. Best version of yourself. Yes. No, I mean, I think I look cute, but, you know, like, yeah. cute in a 10-year-old way. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
All right. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.